Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. And happy Thursday, December 7, 2023. It is Pearl Harbor Day. Many of you in my age bracket will all automatically think of that when December 7 comes. Uh, others in a younger age bracket maybe didn't grow up with that, but December 7, 1941, you know, we were, I, the president back then said we were de- deliberately and savagely attacked, something like that um, in at Pearl Harbor, and that brought us into World War II. And of course, many of us in my age bracket then have come to learn that a lot of this, and um, we were allowed to come into World War II because we were pushed into it, I believe now, by the deep state and those people, basically the, the mafia of the earth brought us in there because they want war and endless war. So a lot more went on. But for for those that are have relatives who fought in World War II or who, who um, were Pearl Harbor survivors or lost their lives in Pearl Harbor, we just want to honor those who gave their all. I think if I remember the stats, we lost about 400,000 Americans um to that war but other countries lost millions and millions i think russia lost something like 50 million people uh i think that might have been the greatest loss in russia something like 50 million and then of course we know about the holocaust happened during that time so uh this is what launched america to join a war that was already in process with great britain was already at war with germany uh and then when we got attacked uh, we declared war on Japan, then Germany declared war on us, us, and it was on. And four years later, it was over. But man, what a costly war. But anyway, I just do want to honor those who gave their lives or who are, and especially, you know, this isn't like Veterans Day, but still, it's one of those days where we think of our military and those who sacrificed their all for us. So thank you, and we honor you on that. All right, we're going to be right back. We're going to bring Robin Bullock here in just a moment, but we'll be right back after this word here. pictures there of Israel where we were all there uh, only uh, what months ago I guess it was April May I think we bridged both of those months Uh, we will the Lord willing we'll be back uh, in 2024 Robin Bullock will be uh, with us again doing a concert this time in a couple places that's if the war kind of winds down uh, that will be allowed to happen we don't know if there will be anything that will prevent this tour but we should know soon I would think within a month or two we should know uh, for sure, if this is going to happen, and we'll if, if it is, we'll give you all a link, and you can sign up for that uh, or let your friends know about it. But we appreciate your support. This is the last few days of the year, and so we all will probably remind you more often about your giving, so that you remember to get your your donations in for tax purposes. So uh, these both at this website, uh, that's not clickable from here, but you just type it in lightestreams.com/slash/donate or mail. A check to that address but thank you so much for for your uh sacrifice for this ministry so all right and then tomorrow uh dave hayes with uh, also known as praying medic will be with us he's talked about q he's talked about other things too healing from emotional trauma so he will if you've had emotional trauma and many of us have had that um dave is such a unique guy he's so even keel and soft-spoken and he can talk about such a serious 
subject, but so in a mellow way that it's non-threatening and in any way. So uh, if you've got issues with trauma in your life, you don't want to miss Dave Hayes tomorrow. So, all right, time to bring in um, Robin Bullock, and here we go with Robin. Robin, good to see you, my friend. Shalom, my friend. Shalom. Shalom. How can I do the rubber band thing? <laughs> so good That's to see right. you. How's your Christmas yeah. shaping up so far? Oh, it's it don't have any choice. <laughs> it don't have any choice. You know, I was there and at the end of October. I'm, I think I told you we stayed in your ministry cabin, but there was already a Christmas tree decorated. Frankly, there were yeah. two of them there, uh, yeah. and it was really neat. So the only, only other prophet... Actually, the only other person I've ever seen decorated fully for Christmas in October was Kim Clement. I went to his house in October. And it was totally decorated. So there must be something about high-level prophets and Christmas trees, huh? It was great. <laughs> Man, you ought to see the one that's there now. There's really? the one. There's the one you saw downstairs. The other one you saw upstairs, and now there's a 14-foot live one in down by the fireplace. Really? And it's like eight feet or 10 feet around or 15 feet around it's big huge oh man well if someone take a picture of it you know because yeah. i want to see that yeah yeah that, that was such a beautiful ministry cabin it was like wow and uh, uh mike and Lori were able to stay there with us yeah and we had a really great time then you came by uh and we had a great meal together that was such a special time so i'll i'll, I'll not man, forget i'm that for so a long glad y'all were there was, I really am. I'm glad you were there, and I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Too. It was so good, and four German shepherds outside watching over the place. That was pretty nice, you know. Yeah, uh, you got the 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 friendly ones and the standoffish ones, but they are great. I'm I'm an animal lover, and we're yeah, dog lovers too. mainly. So yeah. Well, I wanted to jump in today, Robin, and ask you a question, and then we can go wherever this goes, but. All right. I, I ask you just off the air, can I ask this question? You know, it says in Revelation 3, it talks about those who uh, claim that they are Jews, but they are not. I think it was Revelation 3, 8, those who say they are Jews, but are not, but they're from the synagogue of Satan. And I thought, well, what does that even mean? And then we come to present day and we begin to hear teachings and exposés that there's literally a mafia in the earth. Um, uh, there's a Kazarian mafia, which is apparently what I would, as I understand it, they're fake Jews pretending to be Jews who have infiltrated Israel. I'm going, my goodness, how do we bless Israel and love the Jewish people when we don't even know who the real ones are? And I, what am I blessing leaders in Israel that might even be part of the problem instead of the solution? So I, I just asked if you would maybe address that a little bit. Well, you know, this is what I, I would do. This is what, well, I do this. So yeah. It's in Psalm um, uh, 122, verse 6. Uh, it says this. It says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren... Uh, and companions' sakes, I will now say, peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy good. You know, if you pray for the peace of Jerusalem, the shalom of Jerusalem, 
nothing missing, nothing broken. Uh, pray for that. Yeah. Pray the peace of Jerusalem. Then the only the rightful leaders, if there's going to be that kind of peace in Jerusalem, then you're going to weed out those that are not. You know, and, and you can always pray that the Lord bless the rightful leaders and bless the Jewish people. He knows who's a lie. He knows who are, who are Jews and who are not Jews. So I, I don't know so much that if you can't think of anything else to pray, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's really good. I mean, that's a total word of wisdom because it makes sense. Yeah. Then, it's, then it's kind of not on us to say, well, what if I'm praying for the wrong guy or blessing the wrong yeah, people? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. But, but you remember there in, in uh, it's Revelation what 3, 9, it says, I he said, I know you. I know who you are. He knows who those that are saying they're Jews and who those that are lying. He said, I know you. So as long as he knows who they are, we can pray for the peace of Jerusalem and pray for the rightful leaders That's and good. pray for the rightful ones. You know, the biggest thing we have to do, though, Steve, is we're going to have, to, as the body of Christ, to be effective. We're going to have to, to quit following so much conspiracy. Uh, we get so caught up in, you know, somebody tried to, to call me a, a Q, a non-profit or something. I don't know what they were. Yeah. But they tried to call me that. I don't prophesy conspiracy. Yeah. I don't listen to a lot of stuff swirling around. I go to the word and I listen to the Lord. Yeah. And uh, it's amazing how it's always right. And he just keeps you on a hook like a fish every day, every day. And the enemy can control stuff like that and keep you in one little pool swimming round and round and round. And there is no forward motion. If you get to listening to all these uh, people that are just putting out all this stuff, well, you know, um, this one is this and he's a, He's actually an alien in human form oh, man. Oh, and he's terrible. doing this and they're doing that. And you, you're going to, you can finally get so caught up that they can make it look so real yeah. that you're not going anywhere. And you're right. That is, that's one of the things that people, I hadn't, I hadn't seen a specific leader saying there's a, but I've seen people in this year oh, say, yeah. you know, they talk about reptilian this and I'm thinking, what? is this draw you know you know uh they start identifying them people as nephilim and all kinds of things i don't think you're doing that yourself are you no there's there's a lot to the seed of the serpent yeah but when you're going to start some of this stuff is just ridiculous but i won't get beyond this yeah. i'm gonna stay right here yeah and if this tells it then i will tell it well, that's my experience with you, Robin. I mean, that's the way you've been. I've, I've told people, and I said it when we did our live from Alabama, from Warrior, yeah. that, you know, you rode on the bus. And I've been on many, many tours. I've never sat next to anyone who kept their Bible in their lap the whole tour or most of the tour. I mean, when we walked around Jerusalem, you may not have. I don't remember. Uh, but on the bus, you had your Bible in your lap the whole time. And I, you know, so I know from what you say, you, you go to the word first more than anybody I've ever known. So it's like, I want to be like you when I grow up to be, to, to live <laughs> yeah, that yeah, way. Right. You know, <laughs> you know uh, let's add this scripture to it too, yeah. Steve. Uh, in Psalm 118 verse 24, 
Uh, I pray this every morning when I wake up. Every That's the first prayer out of my mouth every morning when I wake up. It's this. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Save now. I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. And then I say to Jerusalem, to the ministry, and to the Robin D. Bullock household. I pray that every morning. Wow. So we can pray. This is the day the Lord has made. Save now, Lord. Save now. And, and uh, the Bible said he knows who's lying about being Jews and who's not lying about being Jews. So your, my job is to pray for the Jews and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we ought to pray, save now. Save, Lord. So save that's an me. interesting, I never really quite, so it's, it's like, you know, we think save who? And, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's a general statement, save. Yeah. It's like, this yeah. is the day you've made, now save. Is that, do mm-hmm. I understand that right? You know, that's right. And you know, I, I did something one morning and it was totally by prompting of the Holy Ghost. I, I didn't just think it up. I mean, he, he prompted me to do this. I, I got up and it was very, very early. And you could just barely see the red burning over the horizon in the east. Yeah. I mean, just barely a, a strip of red over the mountaintops. And I was looking out that window at it. And the Lord said, I was standing upstairs looking out the window. And the Lord said, prophesy into the sunrise. He said, prophesy that wherever the light touches today, that the Robin D. Bullock household will be delivered. Wherever the light touches the ground and prophesied into the rising of the sun before it happens. And so I started doing that and I'll do that and I'll do that over Jerusalem and I'll pray for that over Israel. And um, I I like to prophesy into the sunrise and tell it wherever the light touches now, bring God's deliverance to Israel, to the ministry, to and whatever I'm going to say for that day. It's amazing how that's how that light, when it touches the earth, suddenly deliverance starts showing up for you all over the world. Very cool. Yeah, I yeah. mean, so you're you're clearly saying God's not ignoring that prayer. It's not just a poetic thing to say. Oh no, uh-uh. this is not mm-hmm. poetry, and you know, He's really. It may be poetic to read it, but God, you're saying God, God takes that prayer and, and oh, He does. does, He does, and and I'd never heard that before. Wherever the light touches the ground, so yeah. if you'll prophesy into it as the sun's rising, wherever it touches today. Yeah, because we've been taught that, and this was pretty cutting edge for me when I was a younger man, wherever your feet touches, that I'll give to you. And mm-hmm. and so I got that one, but but this mm-hmm. goes way beyond that if he says wherever the light touches. Well, see, and, and one reason would be because in St. John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God and everything that was made. uh, He made everything without him was not anything made that was made. Then he goes on to say, and he and he's the light and the light shines into the darkness and the darkness comprehends it not. And what it means is, is the word comprehend means the darkness is trying to take hold of that light and hold it down and seize on it 
He said, but it can't hold it down and seize on it when the light comes into it. And so we have every right to pray that since we're born again and, and Jesus is in our life and the word, it said in the beginning, the word was with God. You can pray the word and that light will shine into the darkness. And whatever the darkness has planned, it has no might against this book. Wow. And so prophesy this. If people, they don't have to be a prophet to prophesy this. Just start prophesying the word. Well, in the same way that the darkness doesn't comprehend it or, or has no power over it, that it's always been a really good metaphor or reality. It's a reality that when you turn the light on, Light mm-hmm. always overcomes darkness, not the other way around. It does. And, it and does. so the word is meaning in the same way that light overcomes darkness, the the evil cannot even comprehend mm-hmm. in any way the light. Oh, no, that's goodness. right. Yeah, and so. it'll just start backing up, backing up. See, but it also denotes a war. There's a war every yeah. day for you and I. There's a war every day to thwart God's plan. There's a war every day to stop this. So the light has to shine into that darkness and the darkness and the light do battle and the darkness can't hold it down. It just can't do it. And, um, so it's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was going to say about the, the war thing, because, uh, uh, about 30 years ago now I was writing with the prophet. He's now with the Lord, but I was explaining, you know, he knew me as a guy who was trying to do the right thing. Good family man trying to live righteously. And he, he said, David is his name. It's actually, uh, his last name was Drotting. David Drotting went to home to be with the Lord a few years ago. But he goes, Steve, he's a Jewish man, so he did not mince words. He's Jew- he was a Jewish prophet. And he goes, Steve, <laughs> you got the family of God down cold, but you know not one thing about war, warring in the spirit. You're, you know, He says, the family of God you got down cold, but you don't know a thing about warring in the wow. spirit. You know, and that wasn't, it didn't come natural to me. I don't, I know people that love a good battle. Maybe you do. Uh, Kim probably, probably did. I know Graham Cook used to brag, probably still does about how he loves a good battle. And I, I didn't come by that naturally. I didn't, I don't get up in the morning looking for a great fight. I don't know. Do you? You probably do. (laughs) No, well, you know, here is, here is the thing. We are. If, if there's one thing a prophet knows how to do, it's fight. Yeah. If they don't know how to do anything else, they know how to fight because a prophet will throw themselves between what's coming and the people that they will. They'll just throw themselves out there. When the enemy storms the gates, that's where the prophets will go. They'll head to the gate. Wow. Now, you know, um, there is a war. And, and here's the importance of knowing how to fight. It's because there is a war and this whole thing has been an ancient war from the very beginning. It's been an ancient war. You're in the middle of an ancient war about to push into some of the end times of this war. Th- this war began when God, see in Genesis chapter one, but if you look at verse 11 and, and we'll read through verse 13, but if you look at Genesis 1, 11, that's a very important scripture. See, when you come out in the book of Genesis, the very first scripture that you see, Steve, the very first scripture of Genesis 1, 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heaven. The Hebrew says the heavens and the earth. 
Yeah. It always says heavens in Hebrew. Hmm. So this is the dateless past. Only God knows the date of that word right there, the beginning. It's in the word, but until you see it in the word, you don't know when that happened exactly. Right. But in the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. That word was is the Hebrew word became. It, it wasn't created without form and void. It became without form and void. Oh, it is. I didn't realize that. I mean, I, yeah. didn't, realize it, I didn't realize that it was like became. Mm -hmm. And okay. the earth be, became without form and void. But Isaiah 45 declares, uh, Isaiah 40 talks about the creation of the heavens and the earth. When it gets to Isaiah 45, it says that God didn't make the earth formless and void. He said he didn't make it formless and void. He created it to be inhabited. Something made it that way. And that's why this word here is used. And the earth became without form and void. Now, all automatically in the first two verses of Genesis, you're looking at a war. Yeah. You're looking at a war zone. In the beginning, it was, it was created perfect to be inhabited. Something happened. And it was the rebellion of Lucifer that happened. And when it did, between verse 1 and 2 of Genesis chapter 1, it turned tohu vabohu, the Hebrew says. That means upside down. It just, it, everything went crazy and the void was created. And so you're looking at a war. It's always yeah. been a war. It's yeah. an ancient war. And yeah. the war was, was Satan wanted to be a man. He wanted to be a man so bad he could taste it mm. and 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 see what happens uh i guess we might as well talk about it a little bit of yeah, it since you brought it. up nephilim and you yeah. brought up all that <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> let's put it in perspective okay why don't we put this in perspective and then everybody can kind of grasp it and you have to ask yourself once the war started and it's obvious you came in on a war zone. God yeah. is looking at something that's upside down. Hmm. He didn't make it upside down. He's looking at something that just, it looks like looking over an ancient battlefield where everything is destroyed. Hmm. And here in Genesis 1, uh, what is it, verse 3, uh, or verse 2, it says, And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That Hebrew wording there says the death-filled waters. Really? Murky, death-filled, seed-filled, semen-filled waters. Really? In other words, get the picture of that, how, how, how dead this old murky water was floating. Everything in the earth had died. Everything was just there, dead. And all the seeds were there. Every, everything that was living at that moment had him, when the earth turned upside down, it was destroyed. Everything was destroyed. So this is what God's looking at when he steps out and says, light be. Well, he's looking at a war zone. What he created to be now has been destroyed. So what is he going to do? Well, you start looking at some of this and you'll see this. Let's go on down to verse 11. Now, this is what okay. we were going to talk about. So we'll jump on that. Okay. So we get to verse 11 
And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. Now notice on this day, at this moment, God is planting everything in the earth that has seed within itself. Everything that has seed within itself, God has putting in the earth on this day hmm. right here. Yeah. Next verse, verse 12. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Genesis 1, 12. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Now that's very important. He planted everything in the hmm. earth on day three that had seed within itself. Now look at Genesis two and, and verse uh, one, we'll start there. Genesis two, verse one, and watch this. It says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. Just keep coming on. Yeah. And on the, sev uh, on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. Now go down to, um, well, let's just finish this. We, we might as well give people a Bible study today. There you go. <laughs> and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, set it aside because that in it, he had rested. Now here's an amazing thing. God the day is something God can rest in and rest on. Think about that. God can lean on the day or sit down and rest. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, good point. And it says, because that in it, he had rested from all his work in it, which God created and made. Next verse. These are the generations of the heavens and the, of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Hmm. Verse five, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, every herb of the field before it grew for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth and there was not a man to till the ground. Now, I want you to see that. Now we're back to the seed planted. See that? Yeah. Now watch this, the next verse. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. Verse seven, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. The Hebrew says lives, and man became a living soul. Now here's where Genesis one and Genesis two, you have to reconcile the two accounts. One is in the spirit when God's creating, the other is how it's generated in the earth. And so the two come together. On day three, God planted everything that had seed within itself. Here it says that a mist came up out of the ground and watered the face of the, of the earth, the whole face of the earth. That's, that's verse six. So here you have the picture of what took place. And God formed man in his own image. God, when he planted everything that had seed in itself on that day, yeah. a mist came up out of the earth. The Hebrew says that there was rivers of light that went under the ground coming from the throne, from paradise. And in it, it shined with the light, the revelation of God. 
God's going to create. He's going to have a revelation of him to do it with. And so this mist started coming up out of the earth, which is the glory of God produced by the knowledge of God. And it was begin to cover the earth. And in that day, there was probably six, seven feet of topsoil. Oh, and on oh, that really? day, man is one of those beings that has seed within himself. And so God is going to plant him on day three. What did he do? Well, he went and stepped down into that mist and he made a cast of himself. God made his own cast. He laid down in that wet earth and probably sank below the earth and cast his image inside the earth. And David said, you fearfully made me in your underground workshop. David talks about that. He's talking about this event where Adam, God laid down in the earth and, and cast his own image. Hmm. And then nobody could see it. No angel could see it. It was a mystery hidden in the glory. It's a mystery hidden in God on day three. And then uh, the Bible says on day six, he made the man. Three days and three nights later, he stepped down into that place where he had cast his image. And he began to uncover the earth where the image of God was laying under the earth. And, and we're saying he, this is because on day three, anything and everything that had seed in it was had to be planted on the day, on day three. And that's why, that's why the environment was planted so it would come up with him. The whole environment was planted at the same moment because he had to come up in his own environment. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And so think about this. You make a cast. This is how you make it. You make a cast of something in plaster. Then you pour it full of another substance. Let it dry. When you remove the debris, you have a cast of what, what you made. And God had laid down in that wet earth and cast his image, formed man in his own image. After his own likeness, he cast his own image. And after three days and nights on day six, God uncovered the ground. And there lay man in what looked like a grave. Mm. And he laid there with his hands out, just like you would see. And when he did, God stretched himself up on that body. The Hebrew said he shadowed the man. That means he laid down upon top of him like Elijah and Elisha did those dead bodies. Yeah. And he put his eyes on his eyes and his mouth on his mouth and his hands on his hands. And he caught up his breath, his spirit in his breath, and he put it in the breathed it into that body. And the man opened his eyes, became a living soul. And God raised him up out of the dust and stood him there in front of him, prophesying that one day God would take the image of a man and die and be buried for three days and nights and rise again after three wow, days. Wow, so in his whole actions, in his original creation, he was also prophesying the future yes. of what would happen. Before, yes. before there was ever a fall, he was making a living play almost uh, of what, what would happen after the fall. I don't know. And remember was, what the, yeah. well, remember what the scripture said, Jesus was the lamb slain from the foundation 
Yeah, it does. Of the yeah. world. And and he's talking about now, why would God do that? See, he that was a prophecy. Three days and nights later, he raised the man up out of the dust, showing there would be a resurrection, but also showing if man sinned, he would take the form of a man and die, his own image. He would cast his own image. He would do it and to redeem man back. So here's what people don't get, Steve, about all of this. They never think about this because we're Western people reading an Eastern book. But when you stop and know covenant, then you know something that's, that's happening right here. God was, he wasn't just manufacturing a man. He was reproducing himself in the earth. Watch this. He was producing his own heirs. He had someone who could inherit from him now. He had some, he had heirs in the earth. And if these heirs ever sin, ever miss it, no matter what happens, he said, I will die for them and I'll redeem them back. So God, this whole thing is about being an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. That's why we're called that. It is a mystery that if the church could ever get hold of, it would be so big. And that's what Satan saw. Robin, what are you um, fixing to get us to grasp? That we are heirs and that would be so big if we we got that? Because in my pea brain, I'm thinking, well, yeah, I get it. We're joint heirs with Christ. But you're saying, no, this goes deeper than just saying, yeah, yeah, I'm a joint heir. Yeah, got it. It is so big, so big that wow. that God. Think about it. The whole thing has been about heirs the whole time. The whole thing has been about his, him and his family. He was creating heirs hmm. that he could give everything he has to them. Everything. No he wonder wants, they, No wonder Lucifer wanted to be one. <clears throat> that's a, that's my point. That's where I was headed. Oh, okay. I don't, don't, don't mean to get ahead of you there. No, that's good, man. So you see, that's why Lucifer started the war. See, he was, the Bible calls him the anointed cherub that covereth. Mm. What that means is, is that he, he was the one that, that he, he was the one that would take the revelations of God. The scripture says he has, he had pipes built into him. Um, hollow pipes. The, the Hebrew translates it as hollow pipes, but it also translates it as bezels or bezels that hold like a jeweler would fasten a stone in. Hmm. And so these precious stones covered him, but these hollow pipes would come out and hold those stones in his body. He was like the high priest of the world before Adam. And when they would come out, they were hollow. So it became an instrument that would play. The scripture said he had, as the light shone, it would hum and play and make noise. And uh, the scripture said he had timbrels built into him that would play. And in Psalm, I mean, in Isaiah 14, it talks about his vials. V-I-O-L-S and stuff like that. It's talking about instruments yeah. and it's talking about uh, different things. And so he would, 
walk up and down in something very famous in the word called the stones of fire. And the stones of fire is mentioned in Ezekiel 28. And it said he walked up and down in them. And what it was is they were revelation knowledge. It was living stones. On, on, it was knowledge from the mind of God. And he would walk up. He was anointed to walk up and down in it when he saw one. He could take that revelation and that anointing would open it up to him. And his, his position, his job was to write it into music, into a song. And he would lift himself up to the center of the earth and begin to sing the revelation. He would sing it. And the Hebrew rabbis teach there was a crystalline canopy that went around the earth. And if a noise, it was thin metal plates. And if a noise hit it, it would send sound all the way around the earth. Science has just figured that out, that it existed. It was also known as the windows of heaven. Oh, really? And, and so when that was, he would lift himself up and all the inhabitants of the earth would, the animal kingdoms and all and the plant kingdoms, everything would stand waiting for the song of the Lord at a certain time and Lucifer would begin to play. His instruments would play and the hum and the harmonies and the frequencies in the earth, he'd put it all like an orchestra together and make it sound. And when it would sound and the sons of God would shout and all this would happen. And when it would do that, he would start singing the revelation. It would hit that canopy, carry it all the way around the earth and the earth would shift itself to prepare for what was about to happen. And God was bringing something else into the earth. And so the day came, he was walking up and down in those stones of fire. And he saw this bright revelation. And when he picked it up, it opened up to him. And when it did, it was about the man. It was about God's heritage. It was about someone coming in the image of God. He couldn't stand this. He couldn't deal with this because he, he just couldn't handle this. Wait a minute. You mean I'm threatened by his position because now his position, the man's position is to do everything that his praise used to do. And so now the man, he says, so Psalm 8 is recorded for us that David, the prophet, picked up on, the king prophet. And we see it in Hebrews 2, same scriptures, where it says it's an angel talking. And Psalm 8 says it was, it was a courtroom setting where Lucifer went to heaven, to the court of heaven, and protested against the man that was coming. And it was an, a court scene. And, it, and the, the scripture says in Hebrews 2 that it was an angel earnestly protesting. So he went and carried a protest against this revelation, against the heirs of God. Hmm. He couldn't, he, he, this whole thing is about the being an heir. And so when he got to heaven, they can put Psalm 8 on the screen and you can just look at a little of it and see what he's doing. Lucifer comes into the court of heaven and he says these words, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name 
in all the earth. Now, who's talking? Lucifer? Lucifer's talking here. Okay. An angel is talking, earnestly protesting. There's never been but one that did it. Yeah. Now, can you imagine going into the court of heaven? And the reason you see it in all capitals, O Lord, right there, it means it's Jehovah or Yahweh. Yeah. It's God in his government. So he's bringing it to the court of heaven to protest against this man. Well, again, can I just ask a quick question? So obviously though, by well, that, those three lines right there, mm-hmm. anyone that doesn't know where you're going would say, wow, whoever's saying that is worshiping in a very excellent way, mm-hmm. the Lord, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's false Hebrews, already. He but Hebrews even... 2 says it was an angel talking. Yeah. And it said one angel in a certain place testified. And that word testified in Hebrews 2 is the word earnestly protest. Really? He brought a protest against the man. And this is how the court opened. O Lord, our Lord. O Jehovah, our master. The second word, Lord, should be little O-R-D. It says, O Lord, our master, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. So the court opens. Then he says, who has set thy glory above the heavens. The next verse, he says, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. Jesus interpreted this scripture and said, it's praise. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained praise because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy, the devil, and the avenger, that means the recompense, Mm. or the bad harvest they have coming. And he goes on to say, what's the next verse? When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that you're mindful of him or the son of man that you would visit him? In Lucifer's case, it would have been this way. What is this creature? We've never seen this before. What is this man that he's in your mind? Who is his, Who is the son of man that you would go visit him? Angels are not visited by God. Angels are summoned by God. But here's a creature that you'll go and talk to, that you'll walk with him. You'll talk with him. Who is this creature that you Hmm. would visit him? He goes on to say, you've made him a little lower than than, uh, you crowned him with glory. You made him a little lower than the angels, but that word angels there is the word God. Uh, Yeah, I've heard that. So that was a mistranslation really right there. Well, it's, it's a real translation. It translates angels, but it also, uh, that word angels is a translation, but it means Elohim. Okay. He said, you made him a little lower than you. You crowned him with glory and honor. And he says, next verse, he says, you made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet. Hmm. All sheep, oxen, yea, and the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, the case closes. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. So he brings his protest about the man that's coming. And you can see it once you see it. David picks up on it. 
He was telling the truth because remember he hadn't fallen yet. What, right now what, he's you, just protesting, but you're saying he, he, he's not fallen. Okay. So I was well, trying he's to not lying yet. I mean, that yeah. is what he's quoting is what he found in those stones of fire. Okay. You yeah. see what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, I do. You're quote. He's quoting what he, the revelation he found. Mm -hmm. He has dominion. He's this. He's in your image. You visit him. His children. They're your heirs. All of this. He's just going on and on and on. Yeah, it's kind of like God didn't say all those things about what he had done. He allowed Lucifer to observe it and then then give it, state it back to God. This is what I see you've done. You've done this with him. You've done that. You're making this out of him. Yeah, he you know? saw it in that revelation. Yeah, yeah. How, how did he do it? He's got to write a song about this now. Okay. Because this is what he's found. So he's got to write a song about it. He's got to put it to his prophetic anointing because he's got to bring it to the earth and prepare it for God's family to come. So you get on over to Genesis chapter three, and uh, I want you to look at what it says in verse 15, okay. Genesis three fifteen. There you and go. I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Now this is the Lord God talking to the serpent, the man and the woman. Yeah. I will put enmity or war, war yeah, between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now I want you to notice nobody questioned that verse. The man, the woman, or the serpent. Nobody questioned it. Yeah. Everybody seemed to know what that meant, except you and me. Yeah. Yeah. To this day, it gets a little confusing about his choice of, of metaphors or assuming yeah, and, it is a metaphor. Yeah. And notice God didn't, uh, this is a prophecy. Yeah. And notice God didn't ask you what you thought about it. No. He didn't even feel like he had to explain it. Yeah. He was talking about the seed of the serpent and, and she knew it, Adam knew it, and the serpent knew it. And Satan knew it. So he quoted that he, he gave this prophetic word, the seed of the serpent. And I thought, what did they know that we don't know? Yeah. Well, I said, if Lucifer was responsible for bringing in, singing the revelations in the world before Adam so that the earth could prepare itself, then he had to have sang that song. He had to have done that right there, the seed of the serpent before Adam was created. Well, it's in Isaiah 14. Okay. Isaiah asked the question, Isaiah 14, starting about verse 12, he says this, Isaiah said, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Notice he called him the son of the morning. Jesus is called the bride and morning star. Lucifer is called the son of the morning. Well, that means that Lucifer was Jesus' personal angel. That was his personal angel. That's why he had to face him on the Mount of Temptation, because a man rises or falls to his own master. Hmm. 
So he said, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? He said, how did that happen to you? The prophet asked. Isaiah's always asking questions. Hmm. The next verse, here's how it happened. You said in your heart, and here was his song, Steve. After the protest in the court, now he's going to, this is his song. He's supposed to sing about the man on this yeah. certain time. Right. But he didn't. He turned it on himself and he sung it about himself. Isaiah said, you said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Next verse. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like, like the most high. Only a man was in the image and likeness of God. Instead of singing the authority, this whole verse tells the authority of a man. Instead of singing it about the man, he's turned it and said, I'll do it. I'll do it. And the word throne, and you can keep reading through the chapter and above it in verse 10, 11, it talks about the vials. It talks about skin bags is what that means. Right. Blood bags, crimson, a back, eyebrows, and skin. He's saying, I'm going to do, I'm going to be. You know, when I, this is the first time this has occurred to me, but in his wicked, developing wicked heart, is he saying to himself, I'll tell him, I'm going to do what you had them do, and then you'll like what this, you'll like this, God. I'll do that for you. Is he, is he trying to usurp that, thinking it will be appreciated, or is it just? Well, what he's doing, remember, he's still not the creator. Yeah. All he's doing is preparing the earth. Yeah. With the song of what he can only sing about it. He can't do it. Right. Yeah. But once it's sang under the anointing in that time, yeah. Then yeah. there is a place that it must happen. Hmm. There's a place prepared for that to happen. And when he said, I will have a back, I will have eyebrows, I will have skin, I'll have skin bags full of blood. I will be flesh covered crimson. I will do these things. Mm. I will be like, mm. I'll be the image and likeness of the most high. Mm. When he did, the scripture said, but you'll be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. So, but he sang the song and in the garden, when Adam fell at the words of the serpent and the, and the woman's conversation, and Adam willingly committing treason. Bible yeah. said she was deceived. He was not. When he willingly violated it, the Lord revealed to us how it was coming. He said, the seed of the woman will crush the head of the seed of the serpent. Said, And so that's why that prophecy was given. There's, he knew at that point there's only one way that's coming. And the only thing the earth can prepare it for is a serpent seed that will end up in a man and change the DNA of a human. And this is what he said. And this is where you get all this other stuff from. And this is the scriptural place 
where the Nephilim comes into being. That was his first attempts at all of this kind of stuff. And the Lord let us know. And now we get over to Genesis 8, and you're talking when Noah starts talking, and the Lord said he would never destroy the earth again with water for man's, man's with an S, sake, because man's thoughts are only evil from his youth. He's talking about the collective man, man's. He said the next time destruction comes, the next time all this happens, the seed of the serpent, all this stuff happens will be through the collective man, government. He's talking about governments. Oh, really? Okay. And then right after that, Nimrod comes on the scene after the flood. And he starts. The scripture said he began to be a mighty man in the earth. The mighty man, it, it means he began to be uh, a Gabor. He began to be a Giborim. He began to transform himself into another species. They were experimenting with genetics. They were doing all kinds of stuff. This was the seed of the serpent. And By so the way, it just, on that seed, yeah. the seed of the serpent, before we get too far beyond that one point, do we believe or do we know that Satan himself, it says the sons of God basically laid with the daughters of men, was Satan involved in this somehow having some ability to create seed from him? Or was there a different class of being that did this? It's a a very obvious thing that it involved the seed of a serpent. Okay. Not a metaphorical serpent. An actual seed. A serpent. And it is talking about genetics. It's talking about that. See, Satan is a scientist. The scripture says in Ezekiel 28 that he seals up the sum. That means he knows what makes the tides come in, what makes them go out. He understands what makes the earth work. He was the one that would bring the revelation in a song to establish the earth. He knew exactly um, the story of the Good Samaritan when he goes down to Jericho. Jericho is called the moon in Hebrew. That's what it means. And the the ancient rabbis teach that Satan's throne, when he was on the earth, used to be on the moon. So when he he used to have his throne on the moon, that's Jericho. That's why Jericho had to be taken first. So when they on that point, when they said it used to be on the moon, was was were the rabbis saying it was on the literal moon or on Jericho? They just said moon, on the moon. And, the moon, and so the when someone moon. said lunatic, okay, when a moon when the moon had its uh, was at its fullest, then then Satan had his widest expression of power. They said, but Jericho means the moon. Yeah, and in the song of Isaiah, when he's singing that song, it says, "I'll exalt my throne above the clouds, above the heights of the clouds," showing he was in the earth. He was on the moon. Okay. That was where his, that's where his headquarters was, was Jericho more than likely. That's why Joshua had to take it first to take the promised land. That's why it was cursed. That's why everything was like that was, this is an ancient war and we've been involved in it all this time and we don't know it. 
and people get all these kind of wild ideas, but they never stop to think about something. Uh, you mentioned the Nephilim. Well, now you can see where it has real biblical base, but people get in this thing. They think they're going to open a closet and a half snake guy is going to be standing there with a nose stuck way out here and hissing everywhere. That's not what he's talking about. And the word, the word giant, gigantus in Hebrew, when it talks about Nephilim, it means giant. When it's talking about it, it doesn't mean uh, size, even though they were giants. It actually means earthbound. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I mean, in the dust. Remember, the serpent was told you'll crawl the dust. Yeah. It all has to do with this ancient war. Satan's trying to, he wants a back, eyebrows, and skin. He wants flesh-covered crimson. He wants to be a man so bad he can taste it. Mm. But he can't be. And so the earth has been trying to rearrange itself since that song. And the Lord gave us clues. He said, it'll come through government next time. It'll do this. Now we get up into the place where it don't look so funny. Now, let me say something else. Now, this is, I know this has been heavy and pro probably people think, this is crazy, brother Robert. This is crazy. Well, I yeah. think there's a lot of people that want, I do. I have questions about how did this whole thing work? I mean, you know. Well, maybe we can this... do that on a program. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you said the, the literal seed, not the metaphorical seed of a serpent, the literal. Are you saying there was a literal serpent that he inhabited that then? Uh, no, the serpent he... and Satan in the garden was two different beings. Okay. You have to remember that. The, the okay. serpent was a serpent. Okay. The Bible called him the beast of the field. Yeah. So that he was more cunning than any beast. Uh, I, the then, then I assume that Satan must have somehow inhabited him, taken over him to make it all the more evil. But I, you know, okay. just, that's just okay. Well, let's look at this then. Let, let's look at some of this. <clears throat> okay. There's three things that Satan always does. He always does this, Steve. If I had it right here, I could show it to you word for word, but he comes out and the enemy, the first thing he would like to, he tries to get into a geographical location. He mm. wants land. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the earth became without form and void mm. land, a geographical location. Now let's contrast it with this. Jesus comes across the lake of Gennesaret. And when he gets across, you know, he gets across the, uh, the Galilee there. He comes across, comes into the land of Gadara. And there's this madman of Gadara. When he gets over there, look what happens. The, the madman, the demons in that madman ask him, don't send us out of the country. Leave us in this geographical location. We want to be right here. So uh, the next thing after that, they want, they'll take an animal. They'll operate in an animal, the serpent and the pigs. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's two steps to get to the third one, okay. a man. They want the man, uh, Adam fell, Cain murdered his brother. 
in the New Testament, the madman of Gadara. So it's geographical location, animals, and why, why would it be land? Because man's body was made of the dust. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. It was made of the land. So he's got to occupy that. See, he's a devil of occupation. Yeah. And so he has to occupy land. The next thing, it's an animal. Why? Because animals are flesh and blood. And all animals have interaction with humans. Yeah. They have interaction with humans. That's why they have to, they, they would have to eat, you know, uh, they would make certain animals are unclean, certain of this, yeah. certain of that. Well, he's got interaction with animals. Now they can interact with humans. And then the next thing is the man. Now, okay, modern times. We couldn't see how the seed of the serpent was done, what it did to people until nowadays. Then all of a sudden we have COVID. Yeah. COVID comes on the scene. And when the when colleges around the United States start saying, this thing is just like snake venom. Yeah, they have been. Has the attributes of the seed of the serpent. It has. Well, and some of them are claiming this. Ha- some of them are saying it's not just like it. Some of them are saying it is right. snake venom. That's right. They say it's, it's uh, and some say it's synthetic snake venom. In other words, it's it's identical. Yeah. So here's here's the way. Now now watch all this start playing out, and then it won't sound so wild. Yeah. All right. Then suddenly you have in modern days, you have the seed of the serpent. Okay. Then this sickness hits. College more than one has proved it was snake venom. They say it's 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 cobra venom or crate snake venom. A university in Arizona said it's it's like rattlesnake venom. And, and so they're saying that COVID itself that is now infectious, people can catch it. The basis for it is there's venom in it. Or, or, oh, right? yeah, there's more than, one, yeah. more than one college has said that. Yeah. Robin didn't say that. They right. said that. Right. And then proof after proof has been shown about stuff like this. And if it's not, then they, the burden's on them to prove it's not. Yeah. Okay. Then, then, uh, on top of that, then they, then there's reports out there now. Now you notice I'm using my words, right? There's reports out there now that say the injections for it was more of the same. Oh, more, more venom, this venom in the, in the, um, yeah, you can yeah. say what you want on this channel. They're, they're well, saying there was venom in the vax. Yeah, but see, I'm not a doctor, but I'm yeah. telling you what the what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, what the report is. Yeah, you're saying that's what right. The and so yeah. then, once they gave you so many injections of that, they knew the day you'd die. And then, and then you you find out the cure for it. Well, I could take ivermectin and be healed. More than one person did that. All of a sudden, no, you can't have that no more. Well, how about hydroxychloroquine? Well, you can't have that no more. It's amazing that both those things are used as antivenom. 
In real life, it's been an anti-venom. In real life. Yeah. Yeah, they, that's what, you know, that's I mean, anti-venom wow. stuff. Wow. wow. Uh, it's amazing that my mother, when she was a little girl, she was bit by a snake, and it was a big one. Uh, down here where we live, they're big, man. I mean, it's some big snakes. And whatever it was, it hit her when she was 12 years old, hit her in the foot. And the fangs were holes were probably, if you can see it on camera, they were probably this wide, something like that. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe here and here. That's a big snake, man. Yeah. And when it hit her, it hit her in the ankle right below above her foot. And they carried her. The police back then had to rush her to the hospital. Well, they didn't know what, what it was because the snake crawled off. But it was killing her. She was about to die. She was 12. And so they just started pumping her full of antivenom. They didn't know what else to give her. They just kept giving her all kinds. Just kept putting antivenom in her. Antivenom in her. Well, she got well by the grace of God. Well, uh, you say, well, are you sure about all this? Now, you see, you know, they, they've already banned me on Facebook. You know, that they, I've been under review for a long, long time now. So anyway, but I'm telling you what colleges are reporting, doctors are reporting, different medical yeah. people are saying. Right. I don't have a medical background, but I am qualified to tell you about this book. That's good. Now, here is something that I noticed. My mother, she had emergency surgery on her colon. And at her age, she should have died. They just, she shouldn't have lived. And the doctor would come to find out and how she came through that was the word miracle. But when the doctors come to find out when it was over, he had COVID working on her. He had, he was, he had COVID while he was operating. He had really? her open up at COVID. Well, my brother got that mess. And he lives with her and she never caught it. Really? No, no matter who's around her, even if they had her cut open, she don't get it. Wow. I, and, and I looked at her and I, I was talking, while well, I was talking to her on the phone, I said, you're full of antivenom, aren't you? She's been until her body just adapted to all that antivenom all of her life. And now she can't catch that no matter where she's at. What do you know? That's amazing. She can't. It's wow. just something. And, um, well, is so... that, can you say, are, are you saying, uh, or maybe it's more of an open question. What are you saying as far as we now get that, that, that this thing is an, is a venom based, uh, attack on, on people. Was this an intentional human intervention to try and bring Lucifer into this equation? Well, whether people know it or whether people don't know it, okay. even if they, okay, let's just, if this is true and it okay. is venom based, yeah, then you know exactly what's going on. Yeah. And then you start, you start having to ask these questions. You got to be like Isaiah and ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Isaiah, the prophet asked questions inquiring prophets want to know yeah, i do too. and so and so i i start to ask well here is the thing if that's the case and there was even one report where they said they put it in water 
and it uh, and released it in a in a certain closed in community and just and it just almost decimated it there was another report where they they had these testing stations so over 400 of them in the water stations around the nation the sewage station to test and see i think i think they said they were going to see if if it was in the the waste if covid mm-hmm. was in the waste and then but wait a minute that's after people's had it yeah, yeah. But they would leave that and then predict the next place it would hit. And it just, you, you have to ask, well, wait a minute. When they bring in antivenom into a hospital, it's in a crystal form and they, they make it soluble with water. Yeah. And as soon as it goes in water, then they can put it in an IV. And so you, you have to, you have to look at this. Now, whether people know they're doing it for Lucifer's purpose, I'm convinced some people know. Yeah. They it sounds they like couldn't. it. It's too, it's too, it's just even too evil sounding acting to be a coincidental thing. It's like, you know. Well, you it's, to, it sounds like a science fiction movie. You have to have more faith to, to not believe it's the enemy. It's like, because it's so obviously the enemy. And he's his got his hooks out, his fangs all over it, if you will. <laughs> yeah, 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 fangs all over. Yeah. Well, and, and so now we see all the way through, you get up to uh, Egypt. Yeah. After all this happened, you get to Egypt and it's cobras everywhere. I mean, everything they've got's a cobra. Yeah. Everything's about a snake. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you see Moses at the burning bush. He picks it up by the tail. He just picks the snake up and his snake eats their snakes or, or his serpent eats their serpents. It was a snake in front of the bush, a crocodile or, or a jackal in front of Pharaoh. And so you have these things going on. It just keeps showing up, keeps showing up. You get in the book of Revelation. It says uh, in Revelation 20, it says the dragon that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan. Yeah. The dragon, that. that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan. Wow. And it says when the enemy fought with Michael in the heavens, it said the dragon's tail drew a third part of the stars. He's always talking about a serpent. So Satan found a serpent in the garden was the most akin to his nature he could have in the earth. And so he was, that was his access to a man. And it's obvious that the seed of the serpent was what men in Adam's day mingled and changed genetics to create these giants. Mm. And they did it at the direction of fallen angels. And these word fallen angels means B'nai Elohims. When it says the sons of God, it's B'nai Elohim. It's not talking about a man. It's talking about a created being as far as angels go. When God laid the foundations of the earth, the B'nai Elohim shouted for joy in the book of Job. And uh, there were giants in the earth in those days, earthbound creatures in the earth. They grew to a a huge size. And if you really study it out, you find out it was genetics being mixed with animals, men, crossbreeding families, everything. It said they took them wives, all of whom they chose. This was a scientific thing where they chose out 
who could stand the transformation. When you get over into the book of uh, 1 Samuel, when David kills Goliath, um, the Hebrew rabbis teach that Goliath uh, had a hundred fathers and one dog. And that wasn't, I've heard you say that before, is that wasn't just a saying, but they believe that, no, that no, the no. genetics, he, it was the genetics of a hundred no. fathers purposely blended together. And one dog. Wow. Oh, man. Literally. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, that's why he asked. And people say, well, he's because he was a Philistine. No, he asked, am I a dog? Am I a dog? He knew who he was. And it was, it was, um, uh, it was in the, the ancient teaching. It was in Orpah's line. You know, Ruth and Orpah came out. And it was in her line, the king of, of uh, or King Eglon. It was in that line. Wow. By the way, and, was, uh, I know people will ask this. I have a question. It seems like these would be reprobate uh, beings and not savable, uh, these, these genetic mixtures. What Do you have any thoughts on those? Well, it's obvious. The scripture says that these, what people are calling Nephilim, yeah. what they're calling that, which means giant, which means yeah. earthbound, which which was a result of these fallen angelic beings, whether it was their, their seed exactly like a man, but they have their own body. But now, you know, there has been evidence all through the scripture where an angel could touch a man, could hold a man, could eat with a man, could do all this. And so Satan began to try to change this thing. He's wanting back eyebrows and skin. Now, I want everybody to understand I'm not a doctor, yeah, but I can, I can read, you know, I have learned to read hmm. and this seed of the serpent thing, you can see real quick how it works. Well, we get on up into the world economic forum and all this with Klaus Schwab, Noah Harari, Klaus Schwab says this, he says, we're not going through crisis. He said, all these things you see in the world are not crisis. He said, they are, uh, we are in transformation mode. Well, oh, we are, Klaus? I didn't know that. Yeah, we're in transformation mode. Then he talks about those, some will be able to manage the change. Manage it. Then you get over to the one they call their prophet. See, people Your call Harari. Harari. Yeah, they call us uh, the religious people will say that's supposed to be on our side. We'll say we're false prophets, but there's a real one. And this is what he said. He said, 2020 became the year that men agreed to be surveyed under the skin. Now, what's he talking about? Well, I, I sure didn't agree to it, but yeah, he's talking about the vaxes. I, what else is he talking about? He said, there's they no other choice. And he said it out in the open. And he's telling, in a sense, he's speaking the truth because if you if you say, well, I, I need this job, give me the vax, he's saying you agreed to take the vax. And you agreed to be surveyed. So it has something to do with surveillance under the skin. Wow. He said it did. Yeah. If it ain't nothing but monitoring genetics. It just struck me as real odd, Steve, that about oh. 15 years before all this hit, that uh, you had these all these uh, genetic DNA testing sites 
hit this world like a wildfire. And after about 15 years of that, people giving their DNA over to people and giving it over to organizations and all, then after all that happened, then all this sickness hit. It's almost like genetics was studied to see what, what it would do. Yeah, I mean, we had no idea. And if years, it's not, years ago, I gave my DNA, and now I'm thinking, boy, there's no way I can turn that, pull that back. But many of us were thinking, we just want to study our family history. That's all we wanted to do. Had no idea they could well, be using this to create uh, a, a, a bioweapon, basically. Well, and then they say China created one. You know, they just keep saying this stuff. Well, what is the symbol of China? A dragon. Yeah. Yeah. It's all Which a, is a symbol again. for Satan. Yeah. And dragon, so you, yeah. you keep going with this serpent thing. And we've been in a war all this time. And Harari said this. Remember the interviewer asked him, he said, and he got big on this stuff. He said, um, they said, well, we, will we be human? any longer. He said, well, not as you know, human. He said, there'll be three types and he names one. And then he says, there'll be kind of a cyborg where some people will be part machine and part human. And then we'll just have straight up AIs and uh, made out of silicone bodies. And so now this is, sounds like science fiction, but this is the people with this kind of power talking. Yeah. Yeah. Evil people. He teaches in the Hebrew University. And he does now? He does now? Yeah, and he sits. I don't know if he still does, but he was there. And right there on Mount Scopus, you know, where we were looking right at the Temple Mount. Yeah. The university was right above us, right there. Yeah. To the north. All the prophets always say Israel's attacks come from the north. And mm. so there, there it is. And listen what he says. Now, this is all to tell everybody. Um, all the God of the Hebrew Bible did was manage to create tomatoes and trees and humans, giraffes and humans. He said, we're going to go beyond the God of the Hebrew Bible. So we're going to go beyond the God of the Bible and make non-organic life. And so he said that, now listen to the way it was said. Yeah. All he managed to do was create tomatoes, trees, giraffes, and humans. That's, a, that's really something to say. Just the very formation, the way the sentences are performed, it's a very satanic. All he managed to do, it's, he's just, he could only do, you know, that's just like what the serpent would have said in the tree. And, and yeah. To Eve, he would have just said something like, oh, God, God is just concerned that you'll want to be like him and you'll be wise. So he's that's all he he just Look, doesn't want you to be like that. You know, so wicked. And think of what he said, how he said it. Tomatoes, trees, the land, giraffes. I don't quite get animals. his list. I don't get his list. We talked about it. The land, yeah. the animals. And yeah. then he said, and humans. Okay. That's always the way. Land, animals, humans. And so if it turned out to be that that's the way it was, then the land, governments, 
all this kind of stuff has taken over. Yeah. Then you've got animals, but now there's animals like the seed of the serpent could all of a sudden be interacted with a man. And so there it is. And so here's the thing. I want to have back, eyebrows, skin. I want to have uh, vials. I want to have flesh-covered crimson. I want to be like the Most High. And so Harari says this. He said, the day will come. It'll be just like a screen pulled down in front of you. And he said, everything will change. He said, we'll just pull a screen down and suddenly everything changes. And you know what he said after that? He said, or uh, around that time anyway, I don't know if it was before or after. He said, if you don't get on board, they won't need you as a serf or a slave. That sounds to me like a constitution's already been written for it. And it includes three classes of people, them, serfs, and slaves. That's it. So you, you, you look at all of this and you look at where it's all at and you can see real quick. See, it's all about, now you know what abortion is. It's to kill the heirs of God. Yeah. To destroy the heirs. Remember the, the parable Jesus said, said servants were sent, some they beat, some they, they killed. And, and that's talking about prophets in the scheme of it all. They're talking, he sent them to get his inheritance. He said, so I finally said, I'll send my son. And he said, they'll reverence him. And when they saw the son, they said, this is the heir. Let's kill him. Yeah. And seize on the inheritance. See, when you, there was an old Western that made this quote one time. If you kill a man, then they said, you've taken all that he is and all that he ever will be. Well, that's certainly true with abortion. Yeah. If you abort a child and that child is killed, you've taken everything that child would have ever been. And anything he would have ever touched or she would have ever touched. And the destiny, a whole destiny, the big bright light that God placed way out there for the future has nobody to go yeah, to. It makes it a far more, because um, I'm, not, I'm not speaking against women who have been deceived into having abortions and are now have repented. But I mean, it shows the, the, the seriousness. It's not just murdering a her uh, baby because God says don't kill. No. It's everything you just described, everything that baby was ever destined to do for the kingdom of God. I so did. what I mean, and I say this, those who have had abortions, of course, are quickly forgiven when they repent of it. So I'm not, I'm not coming against people who have been deceived into that or deceived themselves, but, but it, it's a warning for those that will consider right. having an abortion. You know, I have a question for you. Um, I know we're kind of running out of time, but we, sure. we watch, you know, Dre and I watch family programs. So we'll watch Jeopardy at night and we'll watch, um, you know, Wheel of Fortune in a good sort of good program. But in between, there are unending 
still uh, adds to to have um, vaccinations. And since they since it's less politically correct than it was to run the vaccines, now they come up with new thing. You need this RSV. It's not just a cold. And I watch them, and I watch the things that they say, and I look at Dream, and I said they are before our eyes, killing people. They're openly having smiling senior citizens are excited to get this thing because the ad says it's not just a cold. You need to get this RSV. They're killing people. They're putting stuff in that stuff too, and they can sue me if they want. For that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Well, you know. That's like I was saying a while ago. I said, uh, snake venom, cobra venom, crate snake venom, rattlesnake venom. And uh, do I believe that's what it is? I do. Yeah. I mean, it all points to it. Uh, but the thing they need to do is stand up and prove it's not. Yeah. Because it all, you never hear anybody say it's not. They don't even come out and say this is not true. Well, I never thought in my lifetime, I can't even believe, I feel like, am I getting even callous? Even though when I'm telling you how much this upsets me, it feels like I've gotten callous that I can say, you know what? They're killing people. And while it makes me mad, today they're, they're going to have a couple hundred thousand more people that will take a vaccine and eventually die. Yeah. Well, now you have to remember, and we have to word it just right because somebody will sure see this program. Yeah. And they'll sure clip it. Yeah. So here's the thing. I, you could, you're entitled to your own opinion in this. Yeah. Country. Okay. Well, let's say it's my opinion. And well, let's but say it's everything right. that I, I mean, just, yeah. But we are entitled to our own opinion. Yeah. I, it's my opinion that they are intentionally killing people with these smiling, happy commercials. It's my opinion. You know, well, I was talking about not you. I was, I was talking about me. What I was going to say was, is that if I'm wrong, then why don't you, or, or let, no, let me put it this way. If you, if they are not doing that, yeah, all this stuff, then they need to fix what makes it look like they're doing it because it looks just like it. Yeah. But now let's go back to this and cap this off the seed of the serpent. Now do we see how that could have came into being and how it came and how we're looking at it now. And now Klaus Schwab is saying things like, if you manage the change, in other words, you're going to come out on the other side, something else, not quite human. Now just think about that. And, and if you don't manage the change, well, you know, well, then what? Easy well, come, easy go to them. It's just so you yeah, know. The, so they won't leader. need you. Yeah. We all know what uh, they're saying. Yeah. Well, why would he say that? They won't need you. No, look at, look at the evidence. Seed of the serpent. God prophesied the seed of the serpent. Then when you see the Nephilim and all come into being, a hybrid race of, of being, that's what brought the flood in. There's a lot to that, but that's what brought it. And then after the flood, it started happening again. Then you get into Egypt, and Egypt was the descendants of Ham. And Ham was the one who took his son in Canaan into Noah, and he started all this mess up again. When you get to, that's why you find one giant in the scriptures called the Egyptian. Said he was an Egyptian. 
and you start looking at it and you get over into Egypt and their hieroglyphs, all it's got to do with a serpent. It's got to do with jackals. Yeah. yeah. All it's, it, what's this? It's bodies of men, heads of animals. Always. They're mingling. It was a mingling of DNA. It was all this kind of stuff creating. You see Goliath. You see his brothers. You see, so they were all the sons of the giant. You see the, the Rephaim, uh, the dead ones. The dead ones. It means the walking dead. They were, they were dead ones. And they said they have no resurrection. They don't even have a resurrection. In other words, they're not human. And their DNAs have been changed. Everything was, was altered. Everything's genetic. And so that's what Hitler was trying to do. You know that's what he was trying to do. And so he started his super race. I remember a movie years ago, Steve. And the name of the movie was, was all S's. And it was movies. It was a movie about this guy who was a doctor, a mad doctor. And it was modern times. And he was trying to experiment with humans to turn them into serpents. And he would run out of funding and he would get a man all the way from, from a man between a man and a serpent. And it'd be some kind of hideous looking thing. And he'd sell it to a circus as a freak show. And they'd give him enough money to keep going keep going. He'd make his money like that. And we thought, man, that's a, that's a sick program. And I don't mean sick and as good. I mean, it's a sick yeah, thing. Yeah. And, and then all this, you wonder how much prophecy was in it. Yeah. Because now you have to wonder what's in it. It's obvious. Everybody was pushed to that jab. Everybody was pushed to that vaccine. Every, all roads led to the vaccine. So whatever's in it, Harari said it surveyed people under the skin. Klaus Schwab said it starts transforming people. And none of them would come right out and say what did it, but it points to it all. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. And then you see what happened. And we didn't have time to talk about a government thing about Israel and, and all this, but maybe we can do that again sometime. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, I just, uh, I'm going to ask you to pray for people and, you know, I don't want to leave us in a too negative a state, but we needed to cover this. If 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 the things we talked about put the fear of God for someone else to get one of those stupid uh, vaxes, then then praise God that you won't get the vaxes now. I, I would like to prevent one person at a time from getting those. My opinion is it's a kill <laughs> shot, and I or it's an attempted kill shot. All right, and I I don't want to be too, so much of a downer, except I'm trying to prevent it. I know people that are suffering. I'll just say, I'll put it, I'll put it this way. I know a young man about two years ago. uh, He's very subject to to poison oak and he got a a bad version of it a couple of years ago. It took him quite a while to get for it to go away. Then in the meantime, he got the shot. He got Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Now, now a few weeks ago, he got it again, poison oak, and it won't go away. By day after day, it gets worse and worse and worse. You, you you can't 
say enough things to convince me that that wasn't that kill shot. I'm not predicting this person's death. I don't mean that. I'm just saying it, he's got a bad case and it's not getting any better. And and the only thing that changed was the the, the shot. Well, I'm gonna and, tell you this: this stuff is um, nobody knows what's in it. And they can say what they know what's in it, but all they know is, look, listen to this. It, it's, it has all the attributes and it's akin to the seed of the serpent. That's all they say. It acts just like it, responds just like it, attacks the organs just like it, everything. All this, this sickness is that, just like it. Yeah. Now, now just think of that. I remember when there was a, well, I better not say that, but I want to say this too before we close about the ladies you was talking about that had abortions yeah. that were deceived. Yeah. I want you to think about this just a minute. The serpent at that tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the scripture says the woman was deceived. The man was not deceived. And these women that are screaming, it's a woman's right to kill their baby. It's a woman's right for abortion. It's a woman's right to do this. And, and knowing they rip that child limb from limb and sell their body parts. It's, it's a woman's right. Why do satanic groups come in and want to, to pay money to perform rituals while this is happening? It's a woman's right. It's a woman's right. This is the serpent deceiving the woman to kill the heritage of God. They're deceived. But I'll tell you what, the medical world's not. Planned Parenthood is not. And you're saying they're they're literally performing occultic, uh, yeah. all kinds I've of had occultic than, things around that. Yeah, I've had more than one report come and say that occultic groups would offer money. And... Um, to get yeah, to perform rituals. Well, when, when, as we close, could you pray for the people in those two categories that have had vaxes and they felt like they got, now they realize they were deceived. It's too late to pull it out. Pray for those people and those that have had well, abortions, you know, because there are people who look at this and go, there's no hope now or something. So I know there's always hope in Christ. Man, so, Jesus said, you made me hope when I was on my mother's breast. In other words, he is the hope. Yeah. He is our hope. And yeah. remember, even even the the court case itself in heaven said, what is a man that you're mindful of him or the son of man that you would visit him? He said, you gave him something to stop the enemy and the avenger. In other words, you stop the devil in his tracks and and stop any bad harvest from coming. He said, you put that in babes and sucklings to do that. In other words, from the time a baby can cry, you can stop the devil in his tracks and stop a bad harvest from happening to you. So to say it's hopeless, no, 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 no. Jesus is the hope. The name is above every name. But I wanted the women to see this that had abortions. You get over in the, later in Genesis 4, Genesis 5, at the end of 4, beginning of 5, the woman said, I got a man from the Lord. I got me a man from the Lord. It's like she realized she wasn't deceived no more. I got a man from the Lord. Hmm. And these women have been manipulated, talked about, hiding under women's rights, do all this kind of stuff. 
and they're screaming about things they don't even know, they're deceived. And if you've had an abortion, I believe you were deceived. I really do. I believe the majority of women that ever had one of those things was deceived. I do too. And uh, I believe that probably behind it, some man somewhere, yeah. somebody or a man system that totally it wasn't deceived at all. That was not deceived. And so we're looking at a lot of heavy things today. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not even trying to back up on any statement I made, Steve. I gave my opinion on one thing, but another thing is this. I just wanted to, I just wanted to state the fact that I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Because somebody said, well, he's not a medical doctor. Duh. I told you I wasn't a medical yeah. doctor. <laughs> and, uh, you but, know, and I'll just, yeah, I'll say the same thing. Of course, you know, I'm not a doctor. And, you I'm know, not a doctor. Yeah. But you know what? It don't take nothing but horse sense to put two and two together. I mean, if, if somebody, if, if all of a sudden a bad odor entered a room and you looked up and this person walked through the door and then that odor left when they left, it's not hard to see where it came from and when it left. And you start looking at all this stuff and you look at the seed of the serpent and you start understanding spiritual things and you realize where we are right now. I mean, and you can see how the seed of the serpent now could be inside a man real easy. So yeah. anyway, I think that's why all of this is happening. Yeah. Would you go ahead and pray for the people, I guess, in those categories? That'd be awesome. Well, well Father, I thank you yeah. today for the people, yes, Lord. Sir. And I, and I ask you, Lord God, Lord, mm -hmm. I ask you to give them courage, encouragement, and Lord, first of all, I pray for the women that have had abortions. Yes, Lord. Lord, yes, I Lord. ask you to show them, Lord, that they are forgiven when they yes, ask Lord. you to come into their life and be you to be their Lord and Savior. Yes, Lord, Lord, that you cleanse them of that sin and you have that baby right now yes, in Lord. heaven and they'll get to see that child again. And if it's there, when they get there as an infant, they'll get to raise it. Yeah. If it's grown up since they've been there, since it's been there, Lord, they'll immediately know who their mama is. Yes. Lord. And the mama will know them. They'll be known as they're known. And I ask you, Lord God, to give them this encouragement and let them know this, that that child holds no malice at all towards That's so them. Good. Yes. And I give you praise for it. Now, Lord, those that have taken this jab, taken this, this vax, taken this shot, Lord God, you said that you were made hope when you were on your mother's breast. So right now we take the name of Jesus, <clears throat> that Jesus has been given a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the Father of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth must bow. So we command these effects of this hellish thing to bow its knee yes Lord. and not be able to have the mastery over God's heritage, God's property. And I give you praise and honor for it. And let's just praise him now and thank him for everything. Yes, we thank you, Lord. We give you honor and glory and praise in Jesus name. Amen. 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 And uh, I know that uh, the, the, your website is robindbullock.com, right? 
Yes. Uh, there mm -hmm. it is right there. They put it there. Yep. You get to everything you're doing through that one site, including you your yeah. 11th hour. And then you have your Sunday program is called, is that Church International? Church International. Are you, are you still mm -hmm. on YouTube with that? I am. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, it was Facebook that shut me down. Okay. And so you, one of one of the reasons they gave me, Steve, was that I was preaching, said, uh, this is one of the reasons you could have been shut down because you were preaching animal sacrifice in a religious context. Talking about the sacrificial system in the Old Testament. That's and right. He, and oh, the lamb man. slain from the foundation of the world. So they just figured oh, out a way. Well. They figured out a way to censor all ministers right then. <clears throat> they, I've been under review for, I don't know, three or four months. Yeah. Yeah, what a sinister. Whoever came up with that. What a sinister thing, man. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that's our time. Uh, Robin, thank you so oh, much man. for uh, all of your time and, and um, rich teaching. Sometimes it's sobering, but we need to have, have some of that to understand where we are. So God bless yeah, you. Uh, go we ahead. got to tell the truth. we got to tell the truth. So reminder that uh, Praying Medic, also known as Dave Hayes, will be on tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock Pacific. Don't miss that. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Shalom. 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 This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.